Right. Uh, hello, guys. So, welcome to the first episode of the TaylorMade podcast. Uh, so, we actually only decided that we were going to run this podcast. Yeah, just yesterday. Um, but we're actually really excited. And we see this as a great opportunity for us to just share some of our thoughts on... Where are you going? To swap the chair. We said we're going to share some of our thoughts on the fitness industry in general, strength and conditioning and exercise. Based around questions that you guys have, or that a lot of you have already been asking us, uh, in the gym and through social media and stuff like that. Um, so we're going to bring on some special guests over the coming weeks as well. We hope to get in some of that. We haven't said it to them how yet, but we hope to get in some of the coaches from here at TaylorMade as well. Um, so all we're going to do today, guys, is we just want to give a little bit of background about ourselves and how we got started in the fitness industry. Um, so Fionn, do you want to fire ahead there? Just tell us a little bit about why you got started in the fitness industry and yep. how you ended up here today. So... Like Gav said, lads, we just decided the other day we're going to start this podcast and really today we're just going to give a bit of background on ourselves um, and just tell a little bit about our story. So I actually originally, after my leaving cert, went to WIT to study exercise and health. Um, back then, when I was doing my leaving cert, the only real interest I had was fitness. Uh, I used to play hurling and got involved in weights at a young age. So I went to study exercise and health but realised quite early on I didn't actually want to be a fitness instructor. Um, I, I kind of saw it as maybe um, just a, you know, a glorified gym cleaner for all the world. So I left that and actually summer in the summer 2011 I tore my hamstring playing hurling. And I actually went and got treated by a guy called Damien Wilkowski in Clamel. He's a physical therapist. And he basically had, if you ever went to the, one of these physios, he had a room off the side of his house where he just kind of ran his clinic from there. So after two or three treatments with him, I kind of thought it was a good career. I thought, you know, he gets to be at home, he gets to work from home. It looked like a really, it looked like he was earning good money. There was a new car in the drive, so I said, "Fuck it, do you know how do I go about doing this?" So he actually sent me on to a guy called Kieran Corcoran, who runs the osteopathic clinic in Cork. I uh, went down to meet him, and I started studying physical therapy part time uh, while working full time in retail. Uh, Twenty thirteen, I qualified, and I set up kind of my own business Facebook page for all the world. First time doing it, and I started just doing some treatments from home, uh, looking after a few teams on the weekends. And it really went from there. In September 2013, I got introduced to the network marketing by a girl called Kira Nash, which was my first real uh, eye-opener to business. And it was really that network marketing company that, I suppose, gave me the skills to be able to build a business and maybe even see a bigger vision. And so fast forward on a couple of years, I was just doing my thing, treating in clinic, one-to-one, looking after patients, looking after teams on the weekends. And I was training in a gym just across the road from here, and I, I bumped into this fella. Um, that was 2017, I think. So I was treating, I was kind of running my own business as a self-employed physical therapist for about four years. Um, and then from there, I, Gavin, I'll let you tell the story of kind of how we met. Um, yeah, so your story done? There you... Well, I'll jump in. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. So I suppose I'll start back to when I was a teenager. So it was always my dream to, to actually to go to war. I was always going to join the army. I was thinking of going off to different countries, joining the armies there, realised you needed, uh, what do they call that? Uh, citizenship and all this stuff. So I was going to join in the Irish army anyways. This, I wanted you to have citizenship, no? Uh, well, I do for Ireland, but not for another country. But anyways, so um, I was going to join the Irish army. I wanted to leave school after my junior cert. My mother wouldn't let me. I'm a bit of a mammy's boy, so uh, I listened to what she said to me. So, anyways, yeah, I I didn't leave school. I stayed in school. I said, right, look, that's grand. Only three more years. I get through school. I hated school, 
I'll get through school and then I'll join the army. Uh, throughout school, uh, my sport was boxing. I loved boxing. I wasn't a very skillful fighter, but I was incredibly fit. I spent more time trying to get myself fit for boxing than I did actually spending my time actually becoming a skillful uh, boxer. Um, so I was, I was in good shape, I was quite fit. I really liked fitness, and I think that's why I wanted to join the army. Anyways, I finished school. Uh, the army weren't actually recruiting at all. Um, so it was the, the recession time around 2008 or whatever it was. So I said, right, um, I have to do something with myself. So I signed up through the CAO to all the sports courses, um, sports science, strength and conditioning, all these type of courses. And I got accepted to study sports strength and conditioning in Wichita College in Torres. Um, I actually, I really loved, I actually loved the course, ironically I hated school, but I loved what I was doing in the course and as soon as I could, I kind of started utilising some of the knowledge, I started volunteering to coach with some teams for free, uh, volunteering, yeah, I was working for free in gyms, uh, just coaching people, training people, doing personal training, stuff like that, and I really enjoyed it. Still wanted to join the army though, um, but they still weren't recruiting until, I think I was about two years in college, and the army were finally recruiting, and I went through the testing procedure, and to put a long story short, I didn't get accepted on the first go, I got put on a panel, and a year later I finally got accepted to, to, into the army, and at that stage I was a year into college, or sorry, three years into college. Um, so I had a choice, I was either going to finish my course, uh, do what I was doing, or actually join the army. Um, but um, I actually I decided to finish out my course, I didn't go to the army, um, it was a great decision, I was really enjoying coaching, really, really loved what I was doing. Um, started competing, I kind of stopped boxing that stage, started competing in weightlifting and sports like that. And I was really enjoying that as well. So anyways, I finished college and I discovered fairly quick that um, I'm not, I don't really take direction too well. So it's probably a, a blessing in disguise that I didn't get into the army. I got fired from my first job. Um, my second job, I lasted... Yeah, I, I last seven months. Uh, I didn't get on to well, one of the I won't get into too much details on that. Uh, the next job then, uh, I was working in another gym. I lasted seven months there too. Uh, this time I didn't get fired now. I just uh, I, I walked in that one. That's, I won't get into that story either. So anyways, within that time frame, I met Fionn in that second place that I was working. I met Fionn. Uh, I remember he was actually, he always, uh, you'd kind of know by him that he had a bit, a bit of a business head in him. He was asking me all these questions like, oh, Gavin, would you ever set up a gym yourself? Where would you set one up? All this type of crack. It was always something that I had in my mind throughout college. I always said I'd love to have my own gym. And so anyways, after I left that second place, I set up, uh, I was doing one-to-one -one personal training. Um, and I actually, I set up, this was, I left the job that I was in. And within a week, I had ordered equipment that I was going to set up to do personal training. Just a real impulsive decision. I'm lucky it worked well for me. Um, I was actually fortunate enough, I met Fionn and he actually had a room, a spare room where he was operating his physio business and I just ran my personal training business out of there, just a little box room. All I had was a squat rack, a few dumbbells, a few barbells and that was it, very little space but it worked out really well for me and that's what I did for a full year, just one-to-one -one personal training, two-on-one, stuff like that. So still planning on sitting in the gym and myself and Fionn, I remember one day we had a discussion um, we said, right, we're going we're gonna to make a go out of this. Do you actually remember that first discussion? I do remember that. Um, I remember at the time, Fionn actually, you had, you had Ollie, and Fionn went mad working there for a while. He was running his physio business, and he was running some sort of a sale. He was doing a sales job as well, working ridiculous hours, making good cash, but working crazy hours. And 
I was still taking the setting up a gym in my head, and Fionn said to me, Gavin, you're still taking up setting up a gym. Um, sat down, still taking the setting up a gym. I said, yeah, I am, yeah. I said, right, I, I can't remember what you said, but within a couple of days, we, we went looking at premises. And, <laughs> just uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that. A couple of months later, I suppose we had a premises. So yeah, I think we set up TaylorMade Health and Fitness in December 2017, and by January 2018, I think, or, or February 2018, we had uh, the lease agreed, we had the finance arranged, and then April 2018, which is just so over a year ago, we actually opened up the doors of this place, TaylorMade Health and Fitness. So we're open a year yeah. and three months. That's where we have been since. Uh, do you want to tell the lads kind of how we developed the business model we have? Or how, um, how small group training yeah, model. Yeah, the small group training. How we kind of came about, you know, expanding the idea of, I was, you know, a sole trader looking after physio people on a one-to-one. Gavin was looking after uh, one-to-one PT clients. And now what we've done is, you know, we were kind of capped in terms of hours, how many clients Gavin could look after, how many people I could look after. So what we've done was, we kind of came together with our head and developed a small group training model. And now we can actually look after a couple of hundred members. So do you want to kind of explain to them how we Yeah, so from a, from a business perspective, um, that's exactly why I suppose the small group training uh, really operates quite well. Uh, doing one-to-one personal training and doing one-to-one physio, obviously, uh, we were always capped. We had to put in a lot of hours to get just half a decent wage, um, especially with personal training and physio, probably get a few more bob than you would one-to-one personal training. Um, so had to work a lot of hours uh, to make up few quid and actually get by uh, but even from a coaching perspective um, what we what I always found and it's probably why I got fired as well from from my first from the first job I was in is that typically in gyms there is an open gym style uh, people come in uh, they work away on what they're doing uh, but at the end of the day most of these people if their background is not studying sports strength and condition they're not experts in that field um, so they don't, most people, not everyone, most people don't know much about it, so they don't really know what they're doing, and they're actually doing more harm than good. And it used to actually wreck my head, uh, walking into gym or walking in the gym, and you see people, they're picking things up off the ground completely wrong, their back is round, they're doing things completely wrong. Um, so we decided we wanted to set up a model where we could uh, really coach people, and really, you know, make sure everybody's doing everything right, and able to get the results that they get. Uh, but as well as that, and this is something that I've found with the one-to-one personal training, is people can sometimes find it quite quite hard to get a result uh, because they can find it quite boring because it's only them and the other coach. Uh, did nobody else push them? Uh, there's no other banter, and it's actually there's a, actually a lot of research on this. It's been proven that people that actually train with a buddy or a family member or somebody that they know, uh, train with some sort of community, that they're far more likely uh, to actually achieve the result that they set out uh, that they set out for themselves. So when people actually train with a group. Uh, there's much better community there. Uh, it's more fun. People hold each other accountable. It's much, a much more motivating and a much better environment to train in. Uh, so from the strength and conditioning perspective, coaching perspective, uh, that's kind of where we came up with this small group training model. And we talked to other coaches as well, like Robert Lincoln over in America, um, the crowd from Phoenix Strength and Conditioning over in Clamel. They were actually amazing. They, um, like one of the owners there, he met us for coffee. They were really friendly yeah, guys. So they, all of these people kind of helped us develop. Yeah, Nate O'Connell from Limitless Health. Um, I wrecked that poor man's head on the phone sometimes. Dermot Brennan, my buddy from college. Um, you know, we, we, we talked to a lot of these coaches and we tried to figure out kind of what works, what, what they found worked best. And then we figured, you know, this model here, the small group train model, this is definitely, you know, from our standpoint, from coaching what we want to coach and how we want to coach it. And obviously from a business standpoint as well. I think that's kind of how we came up with that model. Mm-hmm. 
Super, yeah, so just on that, um, yeah, it allows us to look after more people. And as well as that, just something Gavin didn't touch on was just the cost element for people in terms of PT. Uh, I was talking yeah. to a girl who walked in here last week and she was actually up in Dublin and she was paying, I think, 40 or 50 euros a month for a gym and then paying 40 euros a session three times a week for PT. Yeah, so you're talking about 100 or 120 euros a week for PT. So what we've done is we've basically brought the cost way down, uh, brought the environment up um, and been able to run small groups. And it's, you know, it's been really, really successful for the last year or so. So yeah, that's us. Yeah. Do you want um, to touch on anything else today? No, I think, I think that's kind of it really yeah. guys. Um, we just said, look, we, we'd introduce ourselves uh, just so people can kind of get to know our stories and our background so you can kind of know how TaylorMade Health and Fitness came about. As you're saying, we're really excited about this podcast. We're looking forward to bringing on some guests. We're looking forward to discussing some topics that you guys kind of want to know about and just providing the information uh, through this podcast uh, here. Um, so that's basically it, guys. I think we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll wrap it up. Super excited. We're planning on doing one of these maybe once a week. So mm -hmm. thanks, guys. Catch you soon. <laughs>